This is Office Hours from Westminster Seminary, California. Call the show now at 760-480-8477. Email us at officehours at wscal.edu. Now, Scott Clark. Hi, and thanks for listening to Office Hours, and welcome to this short preview of what's coming up on Season 4 of Office Hours. This year, we're studying the book of Hebrews. The theme, Jesus is really better. Hebrews was written during the mid-60s of the first century A.D. to a mixed but predominantly Jewish Christian congregation that was tempted to turn away from the new covenant to the old, from Christ to ceremonies, and in so doing, according to Hebrews 10.29, to trample underfoot the Son of God and profane the blood of the covenant. The message of Hebrews is as important and vital today as it was when it was first written. We're always being tempted to turn away from Christ, His gospel, and His church toward false substitutes. But the reality of Christ and the new covenant is superior to all of them, however attractive they may seem at first. Here's a preview of what's coming up. And we start with Steve Baugh talking about the setting of the book of Hebrews. Well, it was written before the fall of Jerusalem. The war that led up to that began in the summer of 67 and ended in 70 AD. So we're, we're talking it being written perhaps around 65, let's say, maybe a little bit earlier. You can look at the audience and know something about them by the problem that's being addressed. It appears that there are people who are being tempted to go back to the Levitical priesthood, and the assumption is that they are Jewish and are being tempted to return to Judaism. I think that can be challenged a little bit, but that certainly is a big part of the audience. Moses works for Jesus. That brings out what Hebrews says in chapter 3. But what's really interesting about that is that that is Hebrews' message. But notice that when Hebrews argues against the position of his opponents and the people he's trying to persuade gently, lovingly, wonderfully, his listeners away from their false position. He doesn't attack these added on oral traditions of the father, you know, the Pharisees or such. He shows how the Old Testament itself is preparatory. He goes to the to the foundation that God himself instituted and said that wasn't instituted to be permanent. Dennis Johnson on how Hebrews helps us understand the Old Testament. That assumption of ours that uh, we're pretty much okay and by and large God ought to be pleased with us or condone what we've done is so foreign to the Old Testament. That's one of the reasons why people find so much of the Old Testament offensive because there is so much blood, frankly. I mean, you think of the chapters or actually almost whole books in the books of Moses in the first five books of the Old Testament that give very specific regulations for animal sacrifice, not all of which relate directly to atonement for sin, but by and large, the focus on the sin and the atonement sacrifices, and all of that predicated on the assumption that human beings are covenant violators and therefore have forfeited our lives by having violated our covenant commitment to God, the great King, our Creator, who provided so generously for us in the beginning. So from Adam and Eve on, we've lived under the sentence of death. In God's forbearance, in His plan, He didn't immediately execute death, but that's because He had had planned and would provide a substitute who would undergo that wrath of God that we brought upon ourselves, that curse. Bob Godfrey on listening to the Word of God in Hebrews. If we can think of the letter to the Hebrews as 
a sermon. Uh, this is almost a sermon within a sermon. And this is 4, 11 through 13 is the conclusion of that sermon within a sermon. And it's a very pointed and powerful conclusion, which says in effect to these people, so have you listened to the Word of God? We've been expounding the Word of God from Psalm 95. We have been warning you about the dangers of not listening to the Word of God, of not believing and of disobeying and therefore failing the enter, enter into the rest. Have you listened? Have you heard this? And this living word of God comes to you now and it's going to expose you. It's going to expose you in the presence of God. You're going to have to give account to God one day. And when you give account to God, this word is going to be alive in your judgment and is going to expose you as either those who have said, yes, Lord, I believe in your Christ and I repent of my unbelief, or you're going to be those who are going to stand against Christ and who are going to hear the awful word of God, I have loathed you. Mike Horton on faith according to the book of Hebrews. Look, this faith that bears fruit is itself not discernible except by the fruit. When he says in verse 12, so that you may not be sluggish, but be imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. The means through which you inherit them is faith. And then you think of chapter 11, where every example he's talking about there seems to be an extrapolation of this verse. Uh, Here, let me go through the list. Here are all of the people who persevered, kept holding on to the promise, and throughout Hebrews, the exhortation is not do better. The exhortation is not, you know, you will really, you'll really be sure if you're one of the elect if you stop playing cards. His emphasis is go into the promised land, hold on, look to Christ, the author and finisher of your faith. Well, there's just a sample of what you'll hear on season four of Office Hours. If you benefit from Office Hours, please take a moment to let others know about the show. Like us on Facebook, follow at WSCAL on Twitter, leave a review or a rating on iTunes, and let your friends know about us. Thanks for listening to Office Hours from Westminster Seminary, California. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe now to Office Hours in iTunes. Find all the shows at wscal.edu slash office hours. Copyright Westminster Seminary, California. All rights reserved.